episode of BIA's Leading Local Insights podcast, where we provide an immediate and deeper look into our current insights and assessment of local media. Today, I'm very happy to be joined by our special guest, Jim Winston, who's president of NABOB, the National Association of Black-Owned Broadcasters. And uh, Jim, you've been with NABOB um, since its early days, uh, and you, you, you've always been so interested in your career. I mean, you've been with NABOB uh, forever, it seems. And then you also have a uh, you know, uh, uh, senior position, partner position at a law firm. And then in your background, so you've got uh, the legal background, but then you also have uh, a double E degree. Uh, so you've got this uh, really interesting mix of knowing the engineering and knowing how things work uh, from, from a legal perspective. So you've been such a great leader for, for NABOB over the years. And we've had this exciting opportunity to work together to look at Black-owned radio broadcast ownership. And I know that you've been so active and, and your colleagues with uh, Black-owned radio stations and trying to help them find successes in a very competitive market, uh, in a challenging market, radio is overall. And lately, it's been exciting to see how brands and agencies have wanted to show more support for for Black-owned and minority-owned and, and targeted media. And these big brands have made commitments and big agencies to spend more in, in Black-owned and, and minority-targeted media. Uh, and then as they start to activate their campaigns and, and move some money in happily into the stations you represent, they're like saying, so, so who are these stations anyway? And I know that NABOB has done a wonderful job of, of keeping track of that, but we had this great opportunity to work together to take the ownership list that, that NABOB maintains and, and enrich it with some of BIA's revenue data and ownership data and format data to really provide um, a, a guidebook into Black-owned radio. And it's I was kind of astonished, um, but proud to be part of the project with you to really make this first offering of, of a pretty comprehensive directory. So uh, this this is going to be released soon by NABOB. Um, so what, before we get started, I guess, maybe Jim, just tell us a bit about NABOB. Um, you know, what what is NABOB and what are your goals there? And then for this particular project, um, you know, how we went about it and what you're hoping to see come from it. Certainly. Uh, well, and thank you for that uh, kind introduction. Uh, uh, NABOB was founded in 1976 by a small group of uh, black broadcasters who realized that they had very similar problems. Uh, and the problems uh, broke down into the fact that the national advertise, well, local and national advertisers did not fully understand the business value of, of doing business with their stations. And they had very little experience with those stations because there were so few of them. And uh, what the founders of NABOB decided was they needed to take on two things. One, to educate the business community about the business value of advertising with their stations. But second, to increase the number of stations owned by African-Americans because uh, they felt they needed a critical mass for the advertising industry to, to fully appreciate their value. Uh, so that was the those were the goals with NABOB in 1976, and uh, today in 2022, those are still the same goals. Uh, certainly, the industry has changed. Uh, we've got a whole lot of new technologies that have created a whole lot of new uh, competitors for over-the-air broadcasting, but uh, our business challenges uh, are largely the same. We've still got to educate the uh, advertising community about the business value of advertising with our stations, and we still need to increase our numbers. In uh, 
as I said, in, in uh, 1976, there were 37 Black-owned radio stations, no Black-owned television stations. That was out of, at the time, about 10,000 radio stations. Today, uh, we are 220 radio stations, but unfortunately, it's out of 11,000 radio stations. So we're still uh, basically 2% of the radio stations owned in the country, uh, and we get roughly 2% of the advertising dollars uh, spent with uh, with uh, with radio, even though we are 13% of the population. So we have uh, a great deal of, of challenge ahead of us, and uh, and and uh, this this effort, this report that that you have prepared so 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 thoroughly on our behalf, uh, uh, grew out of conversations we've had about the current challenges our stations are facing. In particular, we were having a meeting with one of our uh, very very uh, supportive advertising partners, uh, and uh, the gentleman said, well, you know, we want to make sure that Black-owned radio stations start seeing much more revenue coming from corporate America, but right now, we don't have a baseline to even know how much uh, advertising dollars are coming to Black-owned radio stations, and it would be great if somebody created that report. And so we, of course, uh, took that as a challenge at NABOB, uh, and we're very happy to to join with you and commission BIA to do that study. Uh, so um, it, it's, it's, very, it's very pleasing to see the results we got. Uh, and, uh, and thank you for, for the hard work you all put into making this report happen. Of course, and it was uh, clearly a team effort. I, I think both of our teams uh, worked together wonderfully to um, dig deep into this. It, it was not an easy task uh, trying to pull together all the data and really show it in a representative and easy to use fashion. Yeah, so the report, I mean, it's an average report plus a database that that people can use to get the contact information and a lot of um, data rich views of these stations, what's going on with them. Uh, and it is such an important part of the industry. It's really wonderful to see uh, the expressions of support and um, stated intentions to move more advertising spending to support these stations because they have such a vital mission in the communities. And like you're saying, I mean, there's really, you know, essentially a handful of these uh, black owned radio stations, uh, just over 200 uh, for the whole country and in a major segment of our population and even well-intentioned um, brands uh, and, and agencies that want to reach those communities, uh, you know, until they know where these stations are and how to contact them, just basic operational kind of details like that. Okay, I would like to get to the sales manager. You know, how do I find that person? Uh, that's something that this report really empowers. So, you know, from a basic building block like that, uh, how do I how do I find these stations in the top 30 markets? Or I want to reach you know people in rural markets. And so, I mean, whatever your campaign strategy is, uh, this becomes a nice tool. Of course, the FCC has its minority ownership report. It issues um, on a periodic basis, but it doesn't really give the level of resolution that, that we're able to achieve together with this report. So it really should become a nice um, reference tool. And like you're saying, Jim, it's the first time that um, that uh, NABOP has produced this. So it's great to, to arm people with this kind of uh, overall knowledge to get a sense of baseline. So we know we're starting from uh, at a granular level now. Uh, and then improving that hopefully uh, station ownership like you're saying and, and station spending as well and you can see in this report the the formats that the stations have 
uh, the markets they're in, uh, their revenue, and uh, we have dozens of um, different data points in each of the stations. Yes, and uh, we we think that uh, this report is going to be very helpful uh, to advertisers and to uh, NABOB's efforts to present uh, itself to advertisers. We have the American Urban Radio Networks, which is a national network company that uh, has several different uh, programming streams that they offer to uh, to our uh, NABOB member stations and other stations. Uh, in addition, uh, we have uh, what we call the Spot Set NABOB radio network, which actually is more of a spot radio buy of the type that uh, many advertisers prefer that we can do. Uh, we can do customized networks within the NABOB stations so that uh, so that we can we can target advertiser markets specifically uh, through that network. In addition, we've got, of course, uh, our, you know, our, our, our biggest NABOB members, Urban uh, One, and uh, they have uh, the unique ability to provide uh, a multitude of, of platforms and opportunities for advertisers. So we think that the information that uh, is provided here will be able to be used by many different types of, uh, of advertisers and ad agencies. So we're, we're very excited about being able to make it available to the world. Fantastic. You know, when we think about radio, I think probably the average person um, thinks of, you know, if you will, big radio, big, powerful voice in the community. And, um, you know, it, it's probably a very successful business and, and makes a lot of money. Um, what we found in this report is that uh, most of, of, of the um, black owned radio stations actually within the context of the radio industry don't make that much money. So, I mean, some of the top radio stations in the bigger markets, you know, uh, I think the top billing station in the country uh, typically is WTOP in, in Washington. And, you know, these stations are in tens of millions of dollars um, a year in advertising revenue. Uh, and there's all there's you know 10 plus 11,000 or so radio stations in the country. So like other businesses in America, there's smaller businesses and the bigger businesses. But it was, it was a bit surprising to look at some of the stats on what revenue these black-owned stations are able to, to generate um, compared to some of their, um, you know, commercial competitors in the market. Yes, I was I was very surprised to see the, uh, some of the results. Uh, what the one that, stru that struck me the most was that of the 168 stations that are in, that are in measured markets where you had data available, 72% of those stations earn less than a million dollars gross each year. Now, it's interesting if I'm a, a very small mom and pop grocery store, uh, corner store, a million dollars might sound like a lot of money to me. Right. But in the radio industry, a radio station grossing less than a million dollars uh, in, in, in most competitive markets is going to be in serious uh, competitive disadvantage. Uh, as you said, uh, in, in the really competitive markets, uh, Radio stations are earning tens of millions of dollars, and uh, it's just very difficult for a station grossing less than a million to compete in those markets. Right, uh, right. And that's one of the things we hope that this data will help advertisers look at and say, you know what, if we want to reach these communities, we need to be spending money in these stations that that serve the communities but are doing so at a handicap because they're not getting the advertising dollars they need to serve that community properly. So, exactly. uh, so I was. I, I was I was I was somewhat surprised and, and I must confess disappointed to see that 72 percent of our stations were not were not grossing more than a million dollars. But I'm hoping that that my disappointment will also be disappointing to others 
who have the resources to help change that situation. So we're hoping that, that the data will be positive in the sense of making people say, you know what, we need to step up and do something here to, to support these stations. Exactly. I mean, I, I hope uh, the next time we do this report, we, we show uh, an elevation in, in, in the revenue. I know it's been NABOB's longtime goal to increase station ownership count, uh, but now we have a good metric to look at revenue. So uh, we can also increase revenue. And, and Jim, you mentioned competitiveness. And, and so clearly the top stations have their kind of um, role in a pecking order of a market in terms of where radio stations are able to earn revenue and how they position themselves in the market. Um, and, and digital has become such a factor in advertising in local markets. Um, at BAA, we're forecasting um, half or more of all local advertising dollars will be allocated to digital media like search and social and now connected TV and other media like that. So radio has to figure out how to be competitive generally as an industry. But then black on radio you know, could use a um, set of competitive edges within radio as well as against all these digital competitors. So you know, the one thing that, that um, you and Nabob and others um, in, in the minority community uh, with respect to radio have been looking at is a new technology that's been under consideration by the FCC that would allow FM radio stations to use uh, same frequency FM boosters in a configuration where you could um, originate content on, on the boosters to have geotargeting like radio, uh, like cable does or newspapers where actually pretty much every other local ad media can do some level of geotargeting. Um, over the year, FM stations um, actually are not allowed to do that, but the FCC, so it's really the only medium that cannot do geotargeting in an ad environment where that is kind of a competitive uh, table stakes uh, to get to the ad market and look for growth. So one way to get to growth is, is more spending um, and more stations. Another way uh, to get to growth is to have a more competitive product to bring to market and, and geotargeting. Um, I think you've looked at that and, and kind of concluded that could that could be a boost. That could be a revenue lift. And, and uh, Rick, you, you you actually touched on two different points I want I want to respond to because the first one you mentioned was uh, having a digital product. Uh, and certainly every every uh, communications media uh, has to have a digital product now, whether you're right over the air television, over the air radio. Uh, if you if you're going to reach the entire uh, potential audience available to you, you got to have a digital product as well. And uh, so all of our radio stations are, uh, are providing digital products uh, individually. And in addition, Nabob is entered into an, an agreement with a company called Reset Digital that is combining uh, the digital assets of the Nabob stations such that advertisers will be able to make a single buy at Reset Digital and uh, and reach the digital uh, properties of all of our stations. So that, 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 that's something that we're, we're very excited about the prospects for that. Uh, secondarily, you mentioned uh, uh, zone casting, geotargeting, uh, that uh, Nabob has been working very closely with a company called uh, Geo Broadcast Solutions, which has a technology that will allow uh, radio stations for three minutes an hour have uh, targeted programming that reaches a smaller segment of their service area than uh, than is, is is currently available under the FCC's current rules. So we're we're hoping the FCC will change that rule to allow that kind of uh, geo targeting available to stations because we believe there are a number of small advertisers that would come into radio if they if they could advertise to their neighborhood. If uh, if I'm for example a local 
restaurant uh, and I have a local clientele that comes from, from two, three, four, five, six miles away, um, it's not cost effective for me to advertise uh, on a station that has a, a radius of 20, 30 or 40 miles. Uh, that's, a, that's, that, that's not a good expenditure of my advertising dollars. So if I can target that to a smaller com community, suddenly I think there are possibilities for for our members to see significant new growth among small smaller advertisers. So we're we're very excited about the possibility that the FCC will allow its uh, rules to be amended to to accept this new technology that will allow geotargeting for stations. So those are those are both new developments that we think are going to be positive for our members. Yeah. That uh, that's fantastic. I love that. Do you, and so um, for this report, how how will the world find out about it? Um, and, and so, we, you know, we know we're talking about brands and agencies and broadcasters and, and probably people in public policy. Um, what are your plans for getting this in the hands of people and kind of in, in use by by the world? Yes, I, I, uh, I I'm I'm working with our. Uh, uh, marketing and communications director Ashley Smith to come up with that plan and certainly we'll be working with with your team I know you've got mm -hmm. uh, sure. uh, a team uh, working on that as well uh, and we haven't put together all the details but we think this is an important piece of information and we will be looking for multiple ways of distributing information about the report to to the public and of course once they learn about the report they'll be able to come to our our website nabob.org nabob.org they'll become be able to come there and actually copies of the report but uh, first of all we'll have to educate the, the the world about the report being available and then guide them to our website exactly well i think this is going to be a great educational resource a great uh, baseline as you're saying so people have uh, a starting line to say, okay, here's where we are, and here's where we want to get to. Let's get to it, kind of thing. So it's and a one, very exciting project, very rewarding. Yeah, and one one of the things I wanted to point out uh, that we mentioned in the report is that uh, if if companies are serious and and intentional about advertising with uh, black-owned radio stations uh, and and television stations, et cetera, there are some there 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 are some success stories we can point to, mm -hmm. uh, to to give them some guidance. And one that has been uh, very successful for NABOB is uh, uh, the Dentsu Advertising Agency approached NABOB a couple of years ago and said, we would like to figure out how we can do something special with Black-owned radio. And uh, they said, what we thought we should do is create a program specifically for airing on Black-owned stations exclusively. And uh, so uh, they got together with NABOB, some of our key members, AURN, Urban One, uh, and SpotSet, and came up with a program called More Than That with Gia Peppers. And it was a half hour program with Gia Peppers, who's a very popular um, uh, 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 celebrity in, in, in the entertainment industry. And she uh, was the moderator of this uh, program uh, that ran half an hour for nine consecutive weeks, once a week, uh, uh, exclusively NABOB member stations and networks. And uh, Dentsu recruited uh, some of its own clients, Kroger, uh, Procter & Gamble, and General Motors to sponsor that program. The uh, program uh, went so well for the first nine weeks that they did a special uh, additional additional program during because that was in February 
it started in February, Black History Month of 2020. In, in, but yeah, Black History Month of 2021. Uh, and um, it ran for nine weeks. Then uh, there was a special program that they, they brought back for uh, Juneteenth in, in June and made a made an, uh, another program then. Uh, the And uh, Dinsu and the advertisers did their own uh, proprietary research on the effects of that program. They got so much positive feedback that they came back for the second year. Uh, and it just ran starting in February of 2022 for nine weeks. And uh, the, uh, the uh, sponsors came back. There was GM uh, and uh, Kroger and Procter & Gamble came back and MasterCard joined them as a fourth sponsor of the program. Oh, nice. So, nice. so, nice. so, yeah, so, so it, it, it not, it not only uh, was brought back, but it expanded its reach in terms of the advertisers that wanted to be involved. So that, that kind of thinking outside the box, let's do a, let's create, create content and, and bring it to, and, and, and the key of course was they used black creators to create the content, oh, okay, the whole great. team, okay. the whole, the whole team. So that, so that, because, because the whole idea is you have to create content that engages with the audience. And so yes. you need people who, who understand the audience to create that content. So that's sure. that's why it's been so successful and why we're very proud of it. And we hope that uh, other advertisers and ad agencies will look at that as a model for, for going forward and will come to us and talk about doing those kinds of things. That is a great model. And it's great to see it was so successful and got renewed and even brought in more brands. Uh, so clearly you're on you're onto something there. Right. Um, that's that's on a good success track. Well, Jim, this has been great. I mean, so you know, we kind of started this talking about this, this new who's who in, in Black Bone Radio with a bunch of data um, showing revenue, showing ownership, uh, showing key contacts at stations. So on a tactical level, not only do I know who's who, but I know how to get to them. Hopefully that that helps give some revenue lift. Um, we talked about um, a kind of technology that uh, can help Black Bone Radio operators be more successful digital and you talked about your digital program which is um so smart i think to to reduce the friction and, and provide some um scaling ability for black on radio with their digital uh, products and, and assets for advertisers and then natively to their radio uh, broadcast platform being able to do geo-targeting over the air as a competitive differentiator in the market that's great and then outreach and support from from major companies like Dentsu and the brands you were mentioning, Procter and Gamble, GM, Mastercard. Uh, you know, um, I, I think you keep pretty busy at Nabov. You've got all these different initiatives going, and and it's not just a matter of you know launching initiatives. It's like the the traction over ground you're making is just really exciting and very fulfilling to to see all all that you're accomplishing. So congratulations to you and your team. Thanks, thanks, Rick, and and. Thank you again for all you did to make this to make this uh, possible. You bet. It's a, it's been a great partnership. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on before we come to a close here? No, I think we've covered it all, and it's it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jim. Okay. Well, um, thank you for joining us today. I'm Rick Ducey, uh, managing director of BIA Advisory Services. Um, we have these podcasts on a regular basis. Please keep joining us. If you have an idea of something or someone you'd like us to cover please send us an email at podcast at BIA.com. Jim, thank you so much again. And thank you, audience, for joining us.